Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. Hey guys, real quick, this is, by the way, this is Steve from the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast and the the chief executive nobody, emphasis on nobody, of the Mesh News Project, the world's only 100% zero profit, not a non-profit, not a 5013C, not a we gotta pay us before we pay the before we pay you, a zero profit, pas- uh, a zero pa- profit passion project that one hundred percent is only fueled by the new religion of truth and um, not allowing the mainstream media to control narratives like they did during COVID. And uh, I just wanted to give you guys a quick little tip about contextual um, trapdooring. Is that what I'm going to call this little little nugget? Okay. So first, let me give you some background. So I had people harassing me, doing that gang stalking stuff, to bait me into things where I'm under one impression and what they're trying to do is basically record a reaction to something and then show it out of context so then they can make me look crazy or whatever they want to slap onto it a great example of this one of the times i tried to do it um was so these people kept uh trying to antagonize me i'd be parked somewhere because i set my car up so i could get away from shit if I need to for long periods of time. And so, um, because, you know, they would shoot that radiation shit at me at my house, because if I'm always in one place, they just have a long time to think about ways they could, you know, drive a, a van with that radiation shit in it up to the street and point it towards my house. Um, if I was renting a room somewhere, they would find out where my bedroom was and just fired it towards that bedroom. Um... It's crazy, so I had to so I had to set my car up so I can fucking retreat. And um, so one of the things they once they understood that was my new strategy that uh, I would just go mobile if I couldn't if I you know what I'm saying if I couldn't um, avoid that radiation shit. So then they started changing up the strategy and then trying to um, make me look like a. A crazy person using some tactics. And here I'm going to give you an example um, in just a second. But I want to, you know, 
the reason why they're doing this is because they usually have some sort of propaganda ring where they're trying to, first they're trying to smear you and then they need to, there's the commitment and consistency principle, right? If someone keeps putting out a message, what they're going to do is then keep trying to reinforce that message. If you listen to the Basic Bitch Psychological Warfare podcast, I think it's called Basic Bitch Psychological Warfare, right? Yeah. Um, it goes over the, t- the the six methods of persuasion. There's literally only six triggers in your brain that will persuade you of a reality that is not fact-based. Isn't that crazy? That's it. That's it. So all they have to do is keep hammering that, and then you eventually, even in the face of actual facts, you'll still be like, nah, I don't know. I think this is what's going on instead. And we and we learned this lesson from COVID during the great uh, when the Great Barrington Declaration was being signed, and nearly a million virologists, a million virologists, nearly a million virologists and pandemic specialists signed this, saying this is not how we you know what the media is telling everyone to do, what the media has convinced three hundred and thirty million people to do. Right, that's crazy. I, I love that. There's that meme that's always uh, being floating around, and it says, "What idea would have you like this?" And there's just one person standing in front of a crowd, and he's saying, "Yes, you're all wrong." Well, COVID was one of those things where, yes, literally the whole country, literally the whole country, literally the whole country, um, was convinced that staying home. And being six feet apart was the strategy. And that wasn't. And literally all the experts were like, no, look, here are facts. I know everyone is saying this, but here are the facts. And then everyone was just like, I guess we got to stay home. No one resisted. No one questioned the science until much later. Everyone was convinced. I guess that's what we got to do. We got to stay home, bro. On both sides. So yes, those six fundamental psychological triggers, sorry, I had to sneeze like a million times during this, is all it takes to convince people, even when literally people, God, I had to sneeze like a million times, I can't have to start and stop. Even if a million people show you facts, it doesn't matter because the message that keeps getting repeated by the people with the loudest mouth, right? The media. That's what people will believe. And that's the commitment and consistency principle and the consensus and principle in the six methods of persuasion. It's just crazy, right? 330 million people drank the Kool-Aid. And it took a while for some people to be like, wait a second, this isn't true. And then we started to get people rejecting the masks, etc. Because even Trump was saying, wear the mask, take the vaccine. Literally, even Trump, right? Because a lot of people are seeing as the anti-pandemic movement was a right-wing thing. Trump's the one that pioneered the vaccine, for fuck's sake. Operation Warp Speed. But that's what you do. You make someone scared, right? First, you make them scared of something that they weren't even paying attention to. And then you keep repeating this, what they need to do. Because you are the one that's... If the, People always... People always think the person who identifies with the thing they made everyone afraid of, right? The person who identifies the danger also must be the expert to deal with the danger. And that's not true. That's not true. Do you know what I'm saying? If somebody notices, hey, man, I think your deck is cracked and it's going to like your deck's going to collapse on your house. Right. Let's say your neighbor neighbor sees that. Um, Are you going to have your neighbor then fix your deck? No, you're gonna probably get a call like a specialist, but people have this thing, it's hardwired, where the first person to see something that they've determined or managed to make everyone think is danger, like with the pandemic, the media was the first person to get everyone all riled up. We then gave permission to the media to tell us how to think about something. So, um, you need to understand how powerful that is. So first they're like, danger, 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 but don't worry, I'll save you. And then you just let them think for you. And then, uh, yeah, commitment and consistency. All they have to do is keep repeating it. Wear the mask, six feet, stay indoors, you know, 
Uh, nobody can go to work. Every, you know, businesses need to shut down. Blah 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 blah. And that's not the way to do it. But even in the face of the Great Barrington Declaration, where all the experts were like, "No, this is not the way to do it," the media still was more powerful. Can you believe that? They were more powerful than literally all the experts. People were willing to listen to the loudest mouth of the smallest balls instead of the person showing them facts. So if you don't think you're susceptible to it, literally 330 million people got brainwashed into thinking the people who had their least interest in mind had their best interest in mind. And every single one of us, at least in the first three to five months of the pandemic, were listening to them. So don't say that you're not susceptible to this method of brainwashing. But anyways, so um, out of context trap dooring, I guess you would call it. I'm probably going to think of a better name for the name of this podcast. But I had a bunch of people bothering me. And I had to outfit my car so I could stay mobile because otherwise, literally, they can just roll up, which they did quite a few times in some of the places I rented with a very silent way of murdering you, which is those radiation devices, which I've shown in many videos. You can go to meshnews.com. I'm sorry, meshnews.org, org, O-R-G, meshnews.org, and see the video of how these devices, which do not need radiation material to work, <clears throat> they basically <clears throat> hot-rotted industrial radiography equipment. And they can put it in like a box truck. They can put it in a rider truck. They can put it in a U-Haul truck. They can put it in a, one of those sprinter vans. And then just roll up on your street. And they have like a working distance of like anywhere from 25 to 40 feet. That's how far. And I mean, your house is a, is a lot closer to the curb where these guys can park than 25 or 40 feet. And then they just beam you with it. And the crazy thing is, is if you don't know... What you're feeling is radiation. You'll be positive what's happening is some sort of a medical emergency. Anyways, so I had to stay mobile. I had to outfit my car so I could be mobile and and get away from that shit because staying stationary is not the way to go. And um, so what they then were trying to do is bait me to do things so then they could try to get me arrested. Where one guy, um, they stole one of my key fobs from my car so they could um, unlock my car. So they stole it from me when I was sleeping. Someone did a B&E, stole one of my key fobs because I kept both of them with me just in case I left one at home and they used it to get into my car because they're so per- persistent. And he used it or he used one of those devices where you can just throw out a signal and, you know unlock shit unlocked my car and tried to try to like fuck me up open up my car door while I, was, I had the doors locked this guy just like I saw him circling around me and I was like okay this guy looks like a problem but then I just I'm so stupid man even though my fucking spidey sense t- tells me I should pay attention to people there's this like thing in the back of my head going not everyone's a criminal don't think that about people like i swear to god man like i'm a non-practicing christian but i want to tell you man a lot of that a lot of going to church and have you is like imprinted on my fucking brain even though you know i'm a fucking day walker now and i'm not a practicing christian like that all that moral framework shit like and that like moral guilt where like are you judging people and you shouldn't be (laughs) like all that shit like stayed with me into adulthood and so i'm just like don't think everyone's a criminal steve blah 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 even if they have all the red flags even if they're a red flag factory you know what i'm saying like so my dumbass just ignored him even though i was like that guy looks like he's checking me out about to do something and then like immediately i started like in my head going like don't be a fucking uh a prejudiced motherfucker and uh, sure enough, what happened was he then he rolled up on me. He, he went away for a few minutes and he rolled up on me real fast, came up, came up, came up to my side of the door, opened up the car door and um, tried to do something. And then I had grabbed the bat that I have in here and I got out the car and uh, chased his ass away. And um, 
then I was, then I waited for the cops and then the cops said they couldn't do anything because the cops around here are trying to make sure that I can't get help, uh, after making me wait nearly four hours for this guy. And I was literally, I parked right below this camera and I was like, this is going to be perfect. I'm going to park here by this camera. I'm going to work on shit in the car. I'm going to work on some projects. And if anybody fucks with me, at least there'll be these cameras right here. And what happened was the cops like, no, we can't see their cameras. Yeah. And I was like sitting here like a crime was committed. Someone literally broke into my car while I was sitting in it, broke into it. The car was locked. And, um, cop just kept giving me the run around. I was like, oh yeah, well, I guess the cameras aren't working and like such a fucking lying piece of shit, but they're just, they, yeah. And then, uh, he saw my bat and he was like, you know, you can't use that. He's like, he's like, I can, you know, I can get you, I can, I can get you in trouble. You're not supposed to have that bat. And like, I guess apparently that's like a, that's like a, a crime. I didn't know that you know, considering I have mobs of people trying to hurt me. Um, and I did have to use on a couple people already. So it's already got a bunch of battle damage. Um, but, uh, so once I was told, he was like, yeah, we can arrest you. Cause that's blah, blah, blah. You, that means you're ready to hurt people already. And you're, a th- you know, you're going to be just as in trouble. So I was like, okay. Um, so I, you know, so then I asked another cop what I could do. And, um, he said that, you know, the, you know, you, all you can do is, um, you know, your, your best strategy is to flee. If, you know, if you have any kind of uh, weapon in your car or what have you, then you're going to probably going to go to jail because it shows that you're already planning on hurting people with something that you can do significant damage to. So, uh, unfortunately these people are very consistent and, um, they tried this strategy again. But this is after I, this, like the day after I talked to the cop and I was like, okay, so I can't, it can't be anything that's going to hurt them. Um, so I was trying to think of ways that I could return, um, ret- I guess you call it return fire, but in a way that was more, uh, what that was demoralizing since I wasn't allowed to have a weapon to protect myself. So I bought a two and a half foot jelly dingling, uh, a two and a half foot ebony jelly dingling. And I mean, I hooked it up. Uh, I, you know, I spent a good 30 minutes watching a tutorial on how to use paracord to make like re- really good handles for things. Uh, I got a, a custom embroidered um, leather strap keychain that says the equalizer on it. Like if I was going to have this ridiculous thing, cause like I said, I, I wanted to, if I can't use a weapon, I wanted to demoralize these people. If I was going to strike at them for trying to assault me, since the cop basically said, um, unless I have a concealed carry permit, I'm not allowed to have a weapon on me. So I checked and there's absolutely no way because of the, um, power to weight ratio that as hard as I would sling this thing at someone and whip them in the face with it, literally it would not result in an assault. It wouldn't, it would result in a contusion, etc. It would. Yeah. But, um, so I thought that was maybe some psychological warfare. So then about five days later, after that situation happened, they understood that I purchased this thing because people are constantly breaking into my car and uh, the cops that you talk to, they talk to these groups of people because they're essentially fueling these groups that do the gang stalking and teaching them strategies on how they can bait me into things, how they can send me to jail, how they can um, uh, do bad things without getting caught or bring it right up to the brink. So then at the same time, I, I... and by this time I've already found one of the Facebook groups that they were that literally people in the, in the neighborhood. Cause like I said, commitment, consistency, once they smear you, now they have to find ways to, um, continue that message. And so they would take pictures of me fucking picking my nose in town or in my car or, um, 
in the middle of talking, so I'd have, like, really ugly face. You know the stuff that they do in the media whenever, like, someone's about to show a bad story about Trump? They always show a face of him doing that, like, uh, f- you know, doing, like, a really hard F noise. People love to use that picture. What have you. So they would just, like, post these things, and then they named it um, the Fuhrer's Body Double. Uh, because, I guess, the nickname for me was Hitler, or the Fuhrer. They would call me Hitler. And that was literally the name that they would use when they were using group chats, etc. Like, oh, we saw Hitler today, blah, blah, blah. So not only would it demoralize, not only would it damage my name if people kept, you know, especially when you have cops running these group chats. um, Along with local gangsters and stuff, which you have to also understand, if, if if your problem started with the cops and then all of a sudden organized crime is getting involved, that usually means that whoever is the boss of that local group most likely is a snitch. So that's just the truth. There are tons of gang units who have um, partnerships with, you know, the bosses of local areas, etc. And they just, they just fucking, they work for the police. You know, it's like, hey, either you're going to fucking work for us and we're going to help you rise the ranks and shut this shit down and or you're gonna go to jail that's just what they do so anyways um so they tried to bait me into this situation again where they repeated the same thing that guy did when he broke into my car while I was sitting in it they would circle me in their cars they would do the red squatting etc and then they would like run up on me real quick and just er, like just like that guy did to make me think they're about to do this very same thing um, and jump in my car and try to assault me. All I had in the car was my two and a half foot, um, ebony jelly dingling, which I fucking pimped out, uh, that I could smack people with in hopes of deterring their behavior, um, etc. So what would they do when they did that? Instead, they tried to bait me to get out of the car so then they can just take pictures of me with this thing in my hand and then just title the picture, this guy's just walking around with this thing. What a fucking weirdo, etc. Because they're showing it out of context on purpose. So they could try to smear me that I was a crazy person walking around just... That's just what I do for fun is I walk around town holding a two and a half foot jelly dingling um, because I must have some screws loose and I'm fucking nuts. And uh, it was literally like a joke purchase, but I was serious about smacking these because I'm just not going to sit here and take it. But if a cop says they will arrest me if they find me with a bat or, you know, um, anything that's other than a fucking gun... And then if I have a gun, it has to be lethal force. I think they're going to have, like, I'm, I don't know about you, dog, but I'm not, I'm not a person that's going to sit around and wait for someone to do something. And I was also thinking about the psychological impact of being hit in the face with something like that. Um, I just, anyways. So then they would post these pictures in these groups. And like I said, I found one of these Facebook groups before they shut it down. Within like two hours after I found it, um, it was shut down and deleted. But they were showing a picture of me holding. They're like, "This guy's so crazy. He just walks around." Like, that's not that's not what the story was. But see, since people don't care, and they've already made been made to think that I was a crazy person, if you show something then out of context, if you don't know a situation happened before that, um, that would then make me behave like that, or what was leading up to it, they could just show that. And then just keep repeating that, look, this is what this is. This is what this is. This guy just walks around with this two and a half foot ebony jelly dingling uh, uh, um, with, a, with a fucking, with a leather strap on it that's embroidered that says the equalizer uh, because he's a fucking crazy person. Like, what's wrong with this guy? Get him out of our community. He's just walking around. Like, that's not what happened. But because of my situation, they tried to bait me and bait me and bait me into it. And eventually, you know, once they get what they want, they then repeat the wrong message way out of context to smear you and make, and, and, and make you look crazy, etc. Anything to get you on their side to make you okay with this abuse of this person. They're like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah. Well, it is a little silly, but that was after I was told I'm not allowed to have a fucking bat. Um, and then, you know, 
I, I already dried bear spray. Like that shit just gets everywhere. And if those guys grab that shit, you're fucked. And they always, and these guys always work in a group. I mean, I'm not afraid to throw hands, but I'm also not a fucking, I'm not Jack Reacher, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm not going to be able to like fight multiple motherfuckers. So, and I couldn't have the bat, which I thought was the best strategy anymore after the cops said that they would fucking arrest me. And after they already put, uh, unlawfully put me in jail to try to get me fucking killed already, this is after they hit me with a car because I wouldn't stop making this podcast about all this crazy shit happening down in San Diego about the military basically committing massive human rights abuses using, um, contractors, uh, rogue, rogue law enforcement and, um, the, the cartel to do their dirty work to do really bad things to people down here in the clearance community that they deemed to be a security hazard. Anyways, so I got all that stuff taken down because they deleted the chat. They deleted the group chat because I forgot to make it private, but it was on Facebook and I found it because somebody sent me a link. By the way, thank you very much for the locals who listen to this podcast. And they send me the link to these things knowing that these people are trying to smear me after I expose their corruption. And since most people don't care about your life, they just care about their own. But if someone shows them something out of context and they don't know, like, they're, no, you know what I'm saying? There was a story that happened beha- before this. That's the only reason why this is relevant. This, this thing happened. It was because something happened before this. But since you don't know that, they will stage these things and, and they will keep repeating it, right? Trying to bait you and then show the, that out of context. Like they showed pictures of me walking around with this jelly uh, two, two and a half foot ebony jelly dong, which, um, I gave the name, the equalizer. Um, because then it, they can make me look crazy. They just showed the picture of me getting out of my car, holding it. Cause I'm about to fucking, um, Hadouken somebody with it. And they just go, bro, look at this guy just walking around holding this thing. What a fucking crazy person. This guy is a fucking nut job. We need him out of here. But like, if you don't understand that, I was already told I couldn't use a fucking baseball bat. And I already had cops put me in jail under uh, falsely um, because they coached this lady to lie about me. And she never showed up for court or nothing. And then the cops were just like, yeah, I guess the cameras aren't working today. Um, Yes, we have no way to prove what she say isn't true. Uh, on purpose, even though there was like five cameras pointing at us, there was a camera across the street pointing at us. There was a city camera pointed at the street exactly where I was at. So all, all was just all three of the the bank across the streets cameras that were pointing at the street weren't working. Like crazy. That's what'll happen too. By the way, if you can't afford an expensive lawyer, they'll just lie about you and then try to get you killed in jail. Because there's a million crackheads who want to get into heaven who also smoke that shit, and they're easily deluded, and you can just tell those motherfuckers anything, and then, you know what I'm saying, like, they're so desperate, because they know their piles of shit, to make them, their own egos feel better, all it takes is a cop to lie to one of these guys, to get them to do the most crazy fucked up things, a lot of, there's a, there's a million crackheads trying to get into heaven, bro, just know that, anyways, but you need to watch out for those contextual bait and switches, those setups where people don't know they're putting you through a situation. So then they can put you into another situation and then they can show it out of context to make and, and then demonize you and keep repeating a lie about the opposite of what was happening or not what was happening at all. So just understand that's a strategy that will happen. And that's something you should be on your guard about. Because I'm I'm glad that you know I got that that shit taken down, but it took me it took somebody being like, "Yo, dude, somebody's passing this shit around." I know who the fuck you are. Uh, it was an old friend. It was also the same friend that let me know one of these corrupt cops' sons who was going around town saying a bunch of crazy shit about me. Because as I said before, in my situation, um, when you're in bad situations, everyone that the government will do such a background check on you. They'll find all the problems you had with all the people in your town and then encourage them 
um, to start fucking with you. It's like when sharks smell blood in the water, they're going to come. You know what I'm saying? Same, the same person who, um, let me know, like, you know, some of the people involved anyways, but big ups to you. Thank you local who listens to the podcast too, for sending me that link because what happened is people just, I mean, I, 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 I saw that it had like something like 12,000 views on this picture and they were showing it out of context. They're like, no, I got to such a desperate spot that I couldn't use force and I was being threatened by the same police that already tried to get me murdered in jail under false charges that they would arrest me if they found anything. And so how could I deter someone or at least make them demoralized when I have to, um, respond to their shit than to, um, wallop them with something that's embarrassing. Um, I got no problem. Uh, um, what's it called? throwing hands. It's just, um, yeah, it was more so of a joke and, uh, it was meant to demoralize, but what they did was they baited me into that situation. And then they took that photo after the same people baited me again, right? Repeating the same thing, making me think they were going to open up my car door and try to fucking assault me. And then they fucking shared that around town and said, look at this guy. He's just walking around town. Like that's not what happened at all. There was a whole thing before it, but when you're deep into a situation, you can just take a snapshot out of it and not explain all the things that happened beforehand that made you have to behave that way. And so it's easy to smear someone and um, essentially demonize them with something major out of context. But what they do is they make you jump through all these hoops. So you, you know what I'm saying? And like, to try to bait you into things so then they could essentially use it to um, spread a false narrative about literally not the truth. And so even if I could, you know, show you the video of the cop taking three hours to show up, the or if I got a hold of the clip of that guy like circling me in a shark and then like rolling up on me real quick and then using uh, the, my, the fob they stole from me to get in my car while I was in it to try to assault me. And then if I showed you the conversation where the cops like, if you have that fucking thing in your car, we're going to fucking arrest you just to let you know. And then if you, and since the cameras weren't working that day when that lady lied about me to get, so the cops could throw me in jail to try to have the gangsters in there fucking murder, literally murder me. Um, what it was just a week solid of being threatened, uh, and people, uh, uh banging on my cell door and said, we're going to fucking kill you motherfucker. Like, bro crazy. But if you don't know all that shit happened leading up to that, then you would know, yes, it is a little bit silly. But at that point, I, since I was told I couldn't use weapons, etc., while these people can do whatever the fuck they want to me, um, they could just go around and show a picture of me, uh, holding something and then just title it, whatever, or tell you this guy just walks around holding this. And that's not how it happened at all. It was something I kept tucked away in my car. And in fact, and because I became so to the point where I couldn't, I had to have a, I was like having a sense of humor about the fact that I could be, I must be completely disarmed while these people assault me. And I have to wait for them to do something to me. And even if it happens on camera, the cops will just be like, camp weren't working that day. That's weird. Like, do you understand? So just beware of that. Because that's a strategy they've used on me multiple times. And even though they took that in that Facebook group, I know they have private chats. They have other Facebook groups now that are password protected, invite only. They have um, WhatsApp groups and shit like that where they just make, they're just trying to demonize me and they're trying to show something. They're trying to show something way out of context that if you just show that snapshot, that's just what, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. And that's not at all what the fuck was happening. But it doesn't matter because people only care about themselves. But thank you to the person who told me that they were sharing that and saying that about me. I mean, ended up getting that Facebook group taken down, obviously, because they were probably watching me and they found they discovered I found that. But uh, to the locals still listening to this podcast, thank you. Thank you for sending me those links. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of work that I cannot do. 
and um, I'm not on the inside of, and I totally appreciate that. And you know, they're just to give you guys, let you guys know, because they're trying to smear me in the media um, to make journalists not um, work with me. Is uh, please send me the links. You can do it. You can do it through Gorilla Mail. There's Gorilla. There's some. There's stuff called Gorilla Mail. You can use fake profiles um, to send me things. You know, use a if use a VPN if you think you have to, and then send me a DM of the link, whatever. I mean, that's literally what happened to me when I found that Facebook group and found that photo they were showing out of context of me. But that's a strategy we'll do. It'll be a they will stage a bait and switch scenario and then use. Um, use cherry-picked media and tell a different story about it than what actually all the shit that led up to it. And when you're isolated and desperate, um, there's no playbook for this. So, like I said, I was having a bit of humor about it, but at the same time, I was willing to... I really thought this would be some sort of psychologically demoralizing thing. So if, you know, if you're about to throw hands on some dude and he gets out of the car holding something like that and it already looks like pimped out and shit like maybe this motherfucker oh this dude is crazy I'm no thank you um that was my I was having a bit of humor with it because they said I couldn't have a bat and I was like okay so what can I have and um they took a picture of it and then spread it throughout the community and put a wrong caption that I just walk around town with like, no, that's not what happened. I got out of my car because these people were threatening me again to repeat what that one gentleman did where he broke into my car while sitting in it using the key fob that they stole from me. So watch out for these staged bait and switches because they will use it and it doesn't matter. Just like with COVID, it doesn't matter what the truth is. What matters is the fact that the people with the largest mouth and the smallest balls repeated something over and over and over and over and over. And it allowed people to, uh, and, and, and it made it easy for people. And so if, you know what I'm saying? If you have a bunch of people just repeating something over and over and over again, even if it's taken drastically out of context, like those photos of me holding that thing, it was actually me getting out of my car to start whipping some dude in the face uh, before I had to uh, result to... Um, massively physical altercation, um, as silly as it sounds, like I said, I have to have a bit of morbid humor about my situation since basically the police say I have to be completely disarmed and wait for them to do really horrible shit to me and then just hope I catch it on camera, which the cameras just seem to not be working whenever I have a problem with people. So watch out for those staged bait and switches because they will happen. You have to be mindful of that and um, just, yeah, just understand that's what these people will do. And they'll just keep repeating that over and over, even though that's literally not the truth. And as we learned with COVID, we had the Great Barrington Declaration. That shit is up to like, I think, 900,000 signatures by top virologists and pandemic specialists. And instead, 330 million people, basically the whole country, believe the media for at least a good five to six months when the pandemic first started. Remember that? Everybody was scared. Everyone was in their home. Um, do you remember that? Now, looking back on that, sounds silly. But even the right were like, yeah, stay in our home. Project Warp Speed. Well, right, it's okay. Yeah, I guess stay home from school. We believe them. Even though the experts were literally like, yo, look, we will all literally organize and get together. We don't even like each other. There's a lot of people in academia who try to dunk on each other, right? It's all about getting your name out there. But they worked together. 900,000 egotistical people from academia worked together to be like, yeah, yeah, this is not how you do the thing. Don't listen to the media. And nobody listened. So you can literally have facts on your side, right? And people will still not listen. Why? Because it's the loudest monkey, smallest balls, right? If you're the loudest person and you just keep repeating something, people will believe it. Literally, if 330 million people drank the Kool-Aid, and that's a callback to Jonestown, where a cult believed some dude that they were all going to go to the afterlife if they all drank cyanide-laced Kool-Aid. And like nearly a thousand people's bodies. You should just type that in. Jonestown Massacre. Check out those pictures. That's crazy. But 330 million people were all convinced that was the truth. Even though nearly a million professionals 
the actual professionals, the people who are qualified. The people who are qualified were saying, that's not true. This is the way to do it. And we still didn't listen to them. So if you're wondering, could that really happen to you, Steve? Could they really bait you into a situation to show shit out of context and then just keep repeating that over and over, even though you've gone out of your way to show what the facts of the situation are? And literally no one will fucking listen because these people have uh, the loudest mouth and they have more people repeating the same message over and over. Yes, that's exactly what will happen. So beware of staged bait and switches. Uh, Staged stage bait and switch smears because it's very reliable tactic and when you're in a constant fighter uh, uh, level of constant um, mode of fight or flight and you're just trying to survive and etc you're not trying to think of how does this look you're just trying to think of back the fuck up so or how do I make this stop or and they're going to gaslight you they're going to keep you in a dark hole how can i get information about what the fuck is going on um etc you're not going to care about how it looks you're going to care about just making it stop so they will use that opportunity to stage bait and switch smears and you have to be very mindful of that because it is a very successful tactic because it takes an army to be, it takes a network to beat a network. One person is not going to meet a network of people. So beware of that strategy. It is very successful. And no matter what you do to correct that information, people are just going to repeat what the people who are, who have the most people repeating something are, they're just going to think that's the truth. And we learned that with COVID with the Great Barrington Declaration, literally a million professional virologists were like, no, that's, that's not it that's not it don't listen to those motherfuckers and 330 million people said shut up stay home wear a face diaper all of us both sides so yes that will be how you react and they'll do this to a journalist they'll do this to a whistleblower they'll do this to a leaker um they'll do this to somebody who the government did something horrible to They'll do this to something, somebody who maybe might point, be pointing out something horrible that an oil company, like, you know what I'm saying? Like an activist or, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a, this is a go-to strategy. And like I said, when you're in fight or flight mode, when you're in survival mode and you're fucking drowning and all you want is it to stop or you're trying to find out what the fuck is going on and you got to fucking lie to people uh, to get the truth. If you've got to fucking fight, figure out a way to convince these people to leave you alone, even if it's ridiculous, you know, you're not trying to go back to jail again and get fucking murdered. Um, what they will do is bait you into a situation where you are forced to react or they know you'll react a certain way. And then they will show that out of context to try to demonize you and dehumanize you to get people to sub- to support your abuse and look the other way. And I'm saying this too, because I don't know how much of those photos got circulated. Um, but you know, I'm saying people in journalism circles, etc. like you can't just care about the first and second amendment. You have to care about all of them, you know, fourth amendment, illegal search and seizure. Why are you going through that guy's stuff? Don't worry. He's a bad guy. Just let me do this. You know what I'm saying? He's a bad person. Let me search through his stuff without a warrant. Okay. That's what they did in my storage unit. They literally let fucking cops break into my shit because they went and told the manager a fancy story and they didn't have a fucking warrant at all. They just allowed him to do it. Because if you dehumanize someone, people are just like, I guess that you can treat them not like a person. Look, every single one of the fucking constitutional rights should be as treasured as the first and the second amendment. Everyone talks about the freedom of speech and the freedom of bear arms. There's a lot more illegal search and seizure, you know, the sixth amendment, the eighth amendment, all of them, all of them should be revered as much as the first. Um, but that's what these people will allow to happen. Even people in journalism circles, etc., because they will bait. They will. They will bait and switch you. Um, they they will stage a bait and switch 
so they can smear you. So you have to be very mindful of how you react or how, you know what I'm saying, or, or your strategy in trying to find answers, etc. Because what they're going to do is use that to try to demonize you. And so there's all these people who thought I was like some kind of pervert um, that I had, you know what I'm saying, uh, that I, you know, you know what I'm saying, was into like leather and shit. Like, no, no, no. It was just a ridiculous, humorous way that, you know, these people basically wanted me to hang me out there with a bunch of fucking crocodiles uh, and give me a fucking spitball to defend myself. And it was kind of like a silly joke on top of perhaps I was hoping some sort of psychological effect where people wouldn't want to be whipped by that in front of their friends. Um, and, uh, Instead, they use that to try to make me look like some sort of unhinged person. But watch out for those staged bait-and-switch smears. Anyways, I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now, we are a zero-profit news project. Not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero-profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags, different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing, but there are brands out there called Mission Darkness, uh, Hadoofy, that's H-O-D-U-F-Y. Um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points. So whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one as the security state is continuing to violate the Constitution and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide. It's about the principle that the Fourth Amendment is not conditional. Now, did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed-down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul homeschool system. And you can find it at, find it at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high-standard education that surpasses the public school systems. And in levels above like third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video-based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full-time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on like an inexpensive Chromebook. Well, you can still grow like a home-based business, have a grandparent or childcare monitor, uh, monitor their day-to-day or whomever you see fit. And then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo. Which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, In addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple, or a Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc. Where school where, where school teaches public school just teaches education, not even that well. Church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with your kids, just like you did with Santa Claus. You know, this is overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good people. 
And when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want. But until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse, you know, shit hits the fan skills, like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and, you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to, you know, the, the country could short, shut down in just the littlest of time. And you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with 3D printing, you can go online to like places like the Gatalog. That's G-A-T, like GATS, Gatalog.com. And they, can te- they teach you everything about 3D printing your own firearms. And they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, it's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist. Go to the catalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, aside from basic like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, it's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, etc. Just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero-profit production. And you can find out more about us at meshnews.org. And I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H-N-E-W-S dot org. Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel, it's not red versus blue. Brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear, love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.